Welcome to Sacred Fame Podcast. I'm Kasha Rashfall, energy magician and healer for intuitive leaders. Sacred Fame is the art and science of seeing and knowing and being yourself so that you can be seen, known, and paid for doing the things you love and making an impact in the world. All right, everyone, welcome to Sacred Fame Podcast. My name is Kasha Rashfall, and I have a super exciting episode for you this week with a very special guest and a new, I guess, friend, colleague of mine, Jimmy Fisher. Um, I've been lucky enough to attend some of Jimmy's uh, breathwork journeys here in Kelowna, where we both live, and it has been transformational. And I thought, this is someone that I need to have on my podcast. I want him to share his story. I want him to share his passion because as you all know, the energy has been so intense, uh, you know, this fall, this year, the last few years, and I'm always on the lookout for tools and things that can help us um, come back to ourselves so we can regulate our nervous system, we can feel better emotionally, we can really see ourselves as capable, as, as whole, as worthy, um, see ourselves as um, individuals who can go out there and just like be seen and take up space in the world. And Jimmy's work does that. And I believe Jimmy is doing that. So what I was really struck by in Jimmy's story is, and I'll let him tell it because it's probably going to be way better than if I, if I try to tell it, but through ups and downs in life, through addiction and, and, you know, hospitalization. And he came out, um, dove into this breath work. And I'm just going to read this little bit because it really struck me. He says, I no longer feel like I'm in a pit of despair. I no longer feel the obsessive mind of addiction. I'm excited to get out of bed each morning and participate in this world. It's nothing short of a miracle. I believe that breath work, not just the journeys, but daily practice has the potential to transform your life, not in a year, not in months, but immediately. And I just want to dive in. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on today yeah so you have quite the quite the story uh, of how you ended up doing this and you know where do you want to begin where, where does your story feel like the the right place to start oh I think I think the story kind of bounces all over the place um but I guess I'll just give you give you a little abridged version of of my life um, when I was a, a child, my mom passed away when I was uh, seven years old. And from that point on, I mean, I just, I felt lost. I felt hopeless. You know, she was my rock and, and she was, you know, supposed to be there to lead me through life. Um, I ended up moving in with my father and had experienced quite an abusive um, psychologically and, and physically uh, teenage years. And um you know, those are those developmental years when you you learn how to cope with those stressors and and you know uh, go into adulthood. But uh, you know, I ended up running away from home when I was seventeen, um, and I dove right into heavy drinking, um, heavy heavy drug use, um, and then down the road that you know, that those addictions ended up turning into gambling as well. You know, it's just the whole spectrum of addiction and, and depression. I was diagnosed with uh, clinical depression when I was 18 years old. Um, and, you know, throughout the years, you know, I've always wanted to, um, 
obviously I had this longing to get better and not feel this deep pitted sadness and loneliness and hopelessness all the time. But I, I never knew who I was. I never had any, any purpose felt like I had any purpose. Um, and that's not to say that I haven't had points in my life. haven't been amazing. I've traveled around the world. You know, I've had some amazing relationships. I've, I've done some fantastic things, but, um, I've, never I, I guess known properly how to you know release emotions or when you know with the PTSD when traumas are coming up how to how to deal with that over the years and that ended up culminating in uh the last couple of years of my life I I've been very suicidal um in and out of the hospital uh, probably about six suicide attempts I would say mm-hmm. um and then last last Chris or before last Christmas I had a suicide attempt, which I was successful for, for a few minutes. They found me, uh, uh, outside when it was during our cold snap here. And, uh, I, I guess I technically died, but they kept on, uh, with the CPR and were able to get me on life support. And I was on life support in a coma for a few days. And, uh, I ended up spending close to six months in the hospital this last year. And, you know, physically it cost me dearly. I, I lost both a half my feet to, um, stage four frostbite. Um, it was almost more, but you know, my body had other ideas, um, Mm -hmm. mentally while I was in the hospital, you know, it's hard to say, but I got a lot sicker mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it while I was in the hospital. Um, I came out of that coma and I was, I was mad. I did not want to be here still. I had made that decision. Um, but you know, throughout my life, regardless of everything, I've been through the ups and downs, hitting the rock bottoms, coming out of them for a little bit, trying to self-regulate. Um, you know, I've always had a lot of cheerleaders in my corner saying, you know, you're capable of better things. Um, and I just never believed it. And, you know, throughout the years, too, with my battle with addiction, um, you know, I don't some people look at that with some people and with myself as, you know, the root cause of your problems. But the root cause of my problems that I see now is my complete inability to unconditionally love myself, to forgive myself for the the things that I've done throughout my adult life and, and uh, you know, forgive that sh- deep seated shame from when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah throughout that in the hospital um i came i came out of that and i came to a men's residential recovery center uh called freedom store fantastic place um you know i was mostly strapped to a wheelchair still still hadn't learned how to walk again um and you know i was still on a mission to to end my life um but you know slowly um through being involved with the community um I began to become a little inspired and, and inspired to to try um so you know I started using the resources here um started uh doing trauma counseling um mm-hmm. and that uh that took a little bit of the uh the grief and and the trauma away I guess helped me deal with it a bit but um, it didn't take care of any of the the deep seed of what I felt every single day of my life since I can remember since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually a friend of yours, Marie, 
Um, she had encouraged me, like, obviously, I can't go back to physical labor or any of that. And um, I've always loved teaching people. And and that's, you know, I, I guess you can say that's been a passion of mine. Um, she encouraged me to lean into something that I was passionate about. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, what what could I do here? And for the last couple of years, I had been, I've been practicing pranayama breath work, you know, just the basics like box breathing and, and naughty shodana, like alternate nostril breathing. Um, and it, you know, it provided always short term relief just for the period while I was doing it. And I would do it so often just to get away from what was going on inside of my head. Um, so I started researching breath work. Okay. Maybe this is something I could get into. And I came across, these uh, what they call transformational breathwork journeys, the ones that you have been a part of. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, you know, what could I lose? So I tried it. And, you know, after, after an hour, I came out of it and it was like that hopelessness, that loneliness, that just that deep seated sense of I'm not worthy. You know, I don't want to continue on. It immediately disappeared. Like it was right at that point, I wanted to participate in this world again. Like, what can I, what can I do to help contribute? And it was a thought that was, you know, why doesn't everybody know about this? You know, um, so, and it was only something that I sat with for so long. It wasn't, wasn't very long minutes really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought, you know, this is something I have to help bring to the world. So I, uh, I got onto training and uh, been doing it ever since. That's beautiful. I love that. And so many things you said resonate with me because um, one of the reasons I do the work I do is the same. Wanted to heal from shame, you know, depression. Um, I was suicidal after my babies were born, you know, just lots of, lots of um, pain. And I think so many of us carry that and we don't know necessarily where it always comes from, or we know that there's an event that happens, but then other pain is in there that maybe, you know, comes from other sources and so finding a, a thing that helps us and there, it, it's rarely just one thing so what brought you to breath work in the first place because you said for a couple of years prior to your suicide attempts you had already been practicing different types of breath work was it someone who introduced you to it or was it something you'd heard about um well originally when I first started doing it I I just kind of stumbled upon it by chance I heard somebody talking about it in a meeting I was in um and you know at that point I was I was doing quite a bit of yoga at mm -hmm. that point in time and I was looking for a, a morning routine so I just incorporated it into my day mm, okay beautiful yeah right right so interesting we we breathe obviously all the time to keep you know our body breathes us to, to keep us alive but deliberate types of breath work can be so uh, transformative. And so when you had that journey that you, you went on and the grief left you, and now you found this purpose, what was it like from your understanding, what is it that happens inside you that took you from absolute pit of despair? I don't want to be here. There's no purpose to now all of a sudden feeling like I need to do this. And, and this needs to be shared with everyone in the world. What happens in the body that dispels the trauma and obviously probably didn't uh didn't get all of it out I mean obviously you've continued mm -hmm. doing the work and, and that is definitely recommended for everybody there's yeah. a quick fix no magic uni unicorn um yeah. although this this comes close I think uh, 
But what happens on the body level that creates such deep change so fast? Yeah, you know, it's you are right there. It is a maintenance thing. Um, on the body level, you know, we, you know, un, unresolved traumas, unexpressed emotions, they um, they get stored in our body at a cellular level as tension, mm -hmm. as pain. Um, so there's that. And I mean, for me over the years, just not having that sense of self, that's that connection with myself, right? Like it's that complete dysregulation with myself, not knowing what sensations were, not understanding what's going on in my head. And, you know, over the years, not even making an effort really thinking I was, I had this um, profound sense that the universe would always come save me, right? Without having to do any work. Um, but when you, when you get into that, you know, the subconscious runs 95% of our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and, you know, 80% of that is negative self-talk. And for me, that was a lot more than 80%. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just having the ability just to shut down that monkey mind and that harsh inner critic for, um, to help my body just intuitively know what needed to be released. I mean, our bodies are so wise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And have you found that? Cause that's what I found too. You know, one of the things that brought me to your workshop the first time was I've been just dealing with a lot of grief. You know, my grandmother is um, ill and, and she's, my favorite person in the world. And so I'm just, you know, we know the inevitable um, happens to all of us, but you know, she's 93 almost and and just grief around all that, that stuff. And, and so Marie um, said, you have to come, you have to come. And so I went and, and it released in one session. I mean, obviously there's still, we're facing the inevitable whenever it happens, but there isn't that emotional squeeze that, that like, you know, where your heart feels like it's being put through a, a blender grief. Yeah. Um, and so do you find that in all the people who come to your sessions, your, your journeys, do a lot of them experience that level of release after just one session or do, well, or have you found like, sometimes the stuff sneaks back in? Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have expressed uh, huge releases you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, just within one session. Um, but yeah, it does creep back in. I mean, my personal experience, you know, through years and decades, right, of um, of my mind being the way it was, um, you know, my mind still tries to attack me, still tries to attack me with these old beliefs. But it's just, it's just knowing the tools and having you know, I call it a superpower, being able to take that pause between stimulus and reaction. And that goes with with everything with behaviors, thoughts, feelings, emotions. And and that's, that's truly what helps with it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so do you find that a particular types of person comes to your workshop? Like, you know, is it mostly women? Is it mostly men? I know you're also holding these workshops at the Freedom's Door Center uh, for the mm -hmm. people, the folks there. And, and that's been transformational. So is it, do you, have you found a particular type of person either seeks you out or are you wanting to serve a, a particular type of person that you have a passion for? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, from my experience, I am really loving doing it here at this uh, uh, recovery center, um, working with addicts and alcoholics, um, you know, just based on my experience. But as out, out in the community, um, no, I can't pinpoint that it's been anyone specific so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, where I'm at is I just, you know, from my deep pitted pit of despair um and not wanting to be part of this world or you know nonchalantly just go throughout every day on just another day you know just float through life I just want to help people that want to level up and you know participate as their most authentic selves mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I love that and that's that's why I thought you were perfect for the podcast because the whole um premise behind sacred fame is seeing yourself first seeing yourself as whole as worthy as enough and then bringing that self to the world. It's not about being famous at all. It's about being your best practitioner or whatever it is that you do so that you're fulfilled and you're fulfilling your purpose. And it sounds like you've connected to a purpose now, whereas before you said you were sort of floating, feeling like you didn't have an aim. And so what would you say your purpose is now that you've connected to? But, you know, my purpose is just to share my story. Mm-hmm. Um, share my story to help inspire others to to live to their fullest potential mm-hmm. um, and that's all I try to do every day because I know that I know the pain and the torment that you can live with day in and day out for decades mm-hmm. and it's just I'm just I you know at the end of the day I'm just trying to model unconditional love so that gives others permission to do the same right and that's what I found at the end of the session the first one I wasn't sure what to expect but the second one I found it's like I was I was a a thought without a body surrounded by just softness and love. And so it's like we connect to something so much bigger than ourselves through this breath. And I know not all breath work does the same thing, but the 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 sessions that you do specifically, um, it's like they connect us to um the unconditional love of, of our soul or of the universe or whatever is the bigger, the bigger picture. Um, and do you find that now that you are immersed in that, you never have those old thoughts of, I don't want to be here anymore? Um, rarely, Good. very rarely. Like I said, it is still a maintenance, a maintenance thing. And it's, it's a lot to get rid of for how long it was there. Um, but no, now, you know, whenever, you know, darker thoughts, I guess you could call them, you know, start trying to attack me. You know, that's just when I need to, you know, go do something that's towards my purpose, mm-hmm. right? I mean, especially around here um, at the uh, recovery center, I mean, there's always guys wanting to talk about and find out more about breathwork and do breathwork. So, you know, I just hop into some sessions and and conversation regarding that. And it just, that's what does it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it because it, it focuses us on the body rather than Mm -hmm. trying to think our way out of some of these pits of this despair that everybody lands in sometimes. And I know there's a famous quote, I think, was it Einstein who said it, that you can't fix a problem using the same thinking that created it. And sometimes when, when we're so up in our head, and I know this happens to me, maybe not so much anymore, but it used to, it's like our mind just puts us on this, this hamster wheel and the way out and off of that hamster wheel is through the body, whether it's breath work or, or whatever else. Um, so if what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe listening to this and 
and finds you and they're in that place of despair, how could they, um, like, what would be the first step that, you know, obviously, especially if they don't live locally, what could they do? You know, what could they, what first step could they take to find, start finding hope, start healing? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, there's just, it's hard to say it this plainly, um, but, you know, there is hope out there. Um, and just, just keep trying is what I would first off start by saying. I mean, for me, the first, the start of my inspiration to get back into things was just talking to somebody, realizing that I don't have to bear my burdens alone. I don't have to live with that shame alone. Yes. And then on top, and then on top of that, um, you know, through that talk, um, right. It's like you said, it's, it starts with our body, right. It all starts with our breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something crazy, um, you know, we take 25,000 plus breaths a day, wow. um, unconscious, unconscious breaths. Yeah. That's close. That's around a thousand breaths an hour, right. 18 to 20 a minute. Wow. Um, and most of us are chronic upper chest breathers. And what happens when you breathe through the upper chest is you stay in that yeah. constant fight or flight. Um, so the first thing is to do is to learn how to regulate your breathing so you can, you know, um, manipulate your your nervous system to um, trigger yourself to rest and relax. So you can take that pause. Mm. Um so the first thing I would say is breathe through your nose um, and slow down your breathing and take big belly breaths. Mm-hmm. I love that. So even if someone is on their own, you know, can't quite reach out to someone in person, maybe right away, but they are in that pit of despair, start breathing deliberately, mm-hmm. deeply, yeah. profoundly, and then definitely reach out to someone. And For I know sure. that you've started a Facebook group. So that's one place people can find you. So I can put the link to that in the show notes. What kind of uh, things are you doing in there? What kind of people are you hoping to um, to have in that group to support? Um, you know, anybody is is welcome in the group, and I am looking for anybody that's looking to to transform their lives. Um, you know, a powerful thing about this movement, I'm hoping, is you know, people who have profound stories to share, mm. um, whether it's macro or micro right. stories, you know, big ones, small ones, um, just people that are looking to, in, to improve their lives. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So if you're someone who's, you know, profoundly struggling or struggling, even just a little bit, it's a great place, a, a safe place to, uh, share your story, to be seen, to be heard and be supported. Um, obviously, if you're local to Kelowna, definitely recommend you check out one of Jimmy's journeys because they're they're just profound. And I know you do them every week, right? You you've got a few going a month. Uh, yes, every every second Saturday and every second Wednesday. Oh, I see. Okay. So so that yes, the next Saturday one is November nineteenth, and the next uh, Wednesday is November twenty third. Wonderful. And do you have mm-hmm. do you have a website? Like, where else can people find you if they're looking to connect with you? Um, right now, you can find me on Instagram at unbreakable.breath. Um, I am currently in the midst of building a website right now, so I'm hoping to have that uh, launched and ready to go by the new year. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, uh, Instagram, Facebook at the moment. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And so 
speaking longer term than, than just, you know, breathwork journey to journey, what is your big vision? What is it that you want to create in the world moving forward? <laughs> um, you know, I just want to participate in it and help with the, the connectiveness because that's really what, what this is all about is the power for us to connect with one another, mm -hmm. the power for, and, and, you know, be involved with this movement, especially with men, right. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. So we don't have to struggle. Yes. Um, like, can you imagine what society could do if, you know, at a young age, we learned how to cope with these things before, you know, before we leaned on addiction mm -hmm. to provide that catharsis before, you know, we, you know, completely self-destructed our lives and, you know, and then had to work from the bottom up that, yeah. that would, you know, this would be such an amazing planet. I mean, not saying that it isn't, but mm -hmm. um, if we would all more collectively get on that, that line. Absolutely. It would be, it would be, as close to paradise, I think, as we could get if everyone had not only self-regulation and knew how to handle themselves, but co-regulation with each other, because we all have dark moments. And even just knowing that there's someone else out there that is that has space to hold for you, non-judgmental, not trying to tell you what to do, not trying to be like coaching you through something, um, but just holding space going, I see you. You're not alone in this. Even just that is is worth its weight in gold. So I love your vision. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big part of what I do, right? Like, I mean, you guys come, you do all the work. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. providing a safe container for you to, you know, release or let go or or bring more of into your life, whatever you need at that moment. But isn't that, you know, it, it's like nobody can do your work for you in anything. If you hire a personal trainer, they're not going to do your sit-ups for you. If you want a six-pack or if you want like biceps or whatever, you got to you gotta do it yourself. They can be like, here's all the tools and I will show up for you and I will cheer you on, but you got to do it. So um, but I, I find we, we live in this culture where, but we live in this world of instant everything, right? Mm -hmm. You order something on Amazon, it comes two days later, or, or even the next day, depending on sort of where it's coming from. And so we've gotten used to this um, FedEx type mentality where we want something now. And yet what I've learned, and it sounds like, you know, your journey has been similar. And I think a lot of us, it's like anything worth receiving is also worth putting effort into or resources into. Right? Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean it, it, it might take days, it might take years, but if it's worth it to you, if that purpose of having it is bigger than the pain of not having it, you'll do the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's, you know, there's nothing worthwhile on the other side of comfort, right? And that's, that's a big part of it is, you know, actively seeking out a relationship with discomfort. So you, you can have com a comfortable life. Yeah. That's a bit of a backwards, I, I know I've struggled with that because sometimes you're just like, but I've worked so hard already. <laughs> like, when's it going to yeah. get easier? And and it does get easier with community, with using your tools, mm. with showing up consistently. Sometimes life is just hard and unfair and that's just the way it is. And, yeah. you know, you can't get away from that, but having some of these other things in place that have your back is so 
makes it easier, makes it so much easier. So as we wrap oh. up here, I would love to know if there's something that you want to say to the world that you haven't said before. Ooh, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> Not too um, no, I mean, this is such an amazing um, experience, this, this breath work. It's like you mentioned at the beginning, uh, at the top of the, the podcast here that, you know, I believe breathwork has the potential to transform your life, not in a year, not in months, but immediately. Um, it's just, it's just that powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I say this all the time too, we are the healer and our, our breath is the medicine. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's like you've reiterated, it all starts with our body. Yeah. And there, there is hope. There is hope. You just need to lean in mm -hmm. and do the work. Nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to come do it for you. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing more of your brilliance out there online, providing <laughs> resources, providing community. And I definitely, you know, I'm lucky that I live in Kelowna. I get to come to your journeys um, every couple of weeks, which is always fun. And yeah, I will definitely share all your information in the show notes. So if you're looking to connect with Jimmy, whether online or, or if you are local to town, definitely check out um, his journeys because they are transformational and so worth it. And if you have any questions about anything Jimmy said, connect with him or uh, connect with me and I and we'll get your questions sorted. Have an awesome day, everyone, and I'll see you next time.